following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Biscrillo, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Happy Kuro Kitty. And uh, that, that's it. That's uh, all, all the people I could assemble for this podcast today. Three it's, is always good. good. Three, three is a good number, I, yes. I think. Three is a good number. Four can be nice, but... Three is company, too. It is. I'm shaking my head at you right now. What? What's wrong with Three's Company? Oh, I mean, there's probably a lot of things wrong with Three's Company, but let's not get into that. (laughs) Yeah. Coming out of my door. Three dates the cheesy show. (laughs) Yes, 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 it is. After we recorded the previous podcast, Tsunami had to go and uh, change the darn schedule again. (laughs) At the last minute. Yeah, it's very last minute. Uh, they had previously announced a schedule for December 19th, which included an hour finale for Gamuseto Death Beats, which uh, at least Caboose and I were very excited about. <laughs> but uh, then, out of nowhere, uh, Nami decided to get in on the uh, promoting Wonder Woman on HBO Max deal that seemingly the rest of Cartoon Network is doing that same weekend. So, uh, for promoting the Christmas Day release of Wonder Woman 1984 in theaters and on HBO Max, they will be airing two DC animated films, the first of which at midnight, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, and the one right after that will be Justice League The New Frontier. This is a very sudden announcement really felt like it came out of nowhere but i mean it's a nice surprise i don't understand why change the schedule for the 19th instead of airing it on the 26th i well, think I, it could have just had the same effect of promoting the film um i think this was just a last minute thing with warner media being like um you need to do this and then Probably Jason and them being like, um, okay, well, like last time, what movies can we play? By the way, if it's Wonder Woman, you should give us one of the animated Wonder Woman movies. And they were like, you're right. Here's what you can have. Well, so, I don't know if they even got a, what they got to air. <laughs> that's but, true. But uh, I suppose I would believe that they would potentially go after these two in particular. Mm-hmm. Maybe. The Wonder Woman Bloodlines came out in 2019, so it's very new, and it, uh, you know, it's a Wonder Woman movie, so it makes sense to air that, and Justice League The New Frontier is quite old at this point, came out in 2008, actually did air on Cartoon Network action flicks back in October of 2008. Wow. And, uh, 
kind of has a Wonder Woman origin story-ish in there with kind of the origin of the Justice League. So I, I guess that makes some sense, but I don't know why they wouldn't just play the other Wonder Woman movie. It, it was good. <laughs> maybe maybe it would clash too much with the with the new version. I don't know. But here's the thing with the with the days like the very next day, Cartoon Network is going to be airing the live action Wonder Woman movie, the yeah. one that the original in this line of films that 1984 will be the sequel to. And they will be airing that at 7 p.m. on Cartoon Network, and it will actually dip into Adult Swim time. That's unusual. Yes. At first, I thought it was actually going to be airing on Saturday before Toonami, before Adult Swim on Saturday, but it's actually Sunday. But uh, yeah, if they if they ran these movies on Toonami on the 26th, then we'll get into what's airing on the 26th, don't you worry. Uh, that uh, might be a little bit counterproductive because they want everybody watching uh, Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max on the 25th, Christmas yeah. Day. Or in theaters, if you can. There's no theaters around here that are going to be showing it, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Not in Washington. You know, it, it's kind of funny because I'm a little conflicted when it comes to HBO Max because it's like, as I'm sure some of you have seen from my Twitter, you know, it, it's it's benefiting Toonami in a good way. And I mean, kind of in a negative way because of, I obviously game of obviously is getting sacrificed here, but, um, cause they can move the other shows back, but you know, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a minute, but, um, it's, you know, it's interesting because for the, the longest time sketch, we've talked about how, <laughs> you know, it, DC should be on Toonami. And now that mm-hmm. HBO Max exists and Warner Media is trying to shove it down everybody's fucking throat, um, it seems like Toonami is actually benefiting from this because now we get more of a mix on the block. And, you know, granted, it has been movies, but, you know, it, it's it seems like, you know, they're very like... Hey, if it involves HBO Max and you're going to promote HBO Max, we'll give you some kind of animated movie. And again, we don't know if the, if they're like, you know, we don't know if like Toonami was like or Warner Media is like these are the only ones available to you and that's what we saw. I mean, that that could be what it is. I mean, we were kind of talking about that off the podcast, but you know, it leads me to something sketch that, you know, a lot of people in the community want. And now, I mean, this is the second time they've done a marathon of movies. It's kind of, there's no excuse now. And I'm talking about Warner media. I'm not necessarily talking about Toonami, but you know, if you're going to put movies on Toonami and marathon, doing like a quote unquote marathon, which it's not really a marathon, but it was also the primal marathon. Yes. So two different movies. We'll just say like movie DC movie marathon, whatever you want to call it. Um, where where's Young Justice? Ooh, a you Young know, Justice marathon. That would be interesting. And and I don't. And you don't even necessarily need to like marathon Young Justice. Put the show on the block. You're you're sitting here like 
you know, literally shoving HBO Max down everyone's throat. You you see Toonami as something that you can drive people to HBO Max on using it. I'm sorry, using Toonami to drive people to HBO Max because you've done it several times. Uh, you do it on TNT. You do it on all your other Warner Media networks. Um, if that's the case, then why not put a show like Young Justice on and advertise the fuck out of HBO Max when it's playing? Like, to me, you want to get people to notice it, you just do that, you know? Or even just a marathon, like Sketch was saying. I mean, that, that's, I mean, you could do that too, but. Honestly, if they are going to play Young Justice on Toonami, I'd like them to at least start with a marathon because. You know, some of these episodes aired on Cartoon Network however long ago. Oh, I, I would want them to start at the beginning, honestly. Start from the, the first episode, because I hate when you jump into the new episodes and you got people sitting there scratching their heads going, what? Wait. Yeah, but a marathon what? might be a good way to, you know. That's true. It. That's true. I mean, you could do a couple different marathons to catch people up, but, you know. I'm, I'm I also in. have mixed feelings about the HBO Max Warner uh, partnership, if you will, similar to Paul, but for different reasons. Uh, I'm glad to see them opening up different films. And and when we talk about Wonder Woman in a little bit, it's, you know, it's it's going to be a great film and, and it's very much welcome on Toonami. You know, there's a, a long history of this kind of action animation. So, of course, you know, I'm, I'm pleased to see that. My issue is that I don't see as much of the mutually beneficial advertising, which would be nice, you know, if they want to do all, all of the, the advertising for HBO Max or even for the films, um, all, all the, the DC stuff on, on Toonami, then like where are they where are they advertising bits of Adult Swim? You know, I, I don't think it would be super costly to have that on HBO Max. Um well, and I also would like to see, like, I, I also I don't like the way this was done so suddenly because it, it sort of feels like whiplash. And then you, you know, I, I would like to see more communication between like people like us, groups like us, and and people over at Adult Swim. You know, obviously they're things they can't share with us, but it would be nice if they could communicate a little bit about you know, some of the reasoning behind this in, in a way that, that we can understand and communicate more to fans because otherwise we have all this speculation and people are coming up with their own theories and they get negative because most people don't like change, let's face it. And, you know, even if it's something small like a marathon. So I would like to see more communication and I would like to see uh, mutually beneficial advertising come out of this. So... Part of the part of the problem with that is HBO Max doesn't have like a uh, quote unquote uh, commercial version of itself yet, which there Not there's rumored to be. Not yeah, there's rumored yet. to be. So there is there. actually sometimes uh, previews of content. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Before they before you start, like I when I was watching uh, Looney Tunes shorts or close enough, sometimes I'd see an ad for something else on HBO Max before. Yeah that program okay. or before or you um, on rooster teeth you on yeah. rooster teeth before we start watching let's say the new season of ruby it would have an advertisement for gemlock last uh earlier this year you know that kind of thing right before yeah. like it takes yeah. a minute 
they show clips of the shows airing. They could show like Black Clover, Fire Force, something like that. You know, it's not just getting acquiring something like Young Justice. It's like, well, here's what we have now. Come watch what we have now. It's awesome. So let me let me I know Sketch is gonna want to comment on this, but let me let me just go full throated on this, I guess. Um <laughs> So the other half of this, the, the reason I have a problem with HBO Max is because obviously they're putting all their movies on the streaming service uh, for, you know, 2021. And you speak, you know, it's funny that you say you say uh, the communication was bad, Kuro. It was because they didn't communicate that they were even going to put all these brand new movies that should just be in theaters at first. Um they didn't communicate to these directors, the people involved in the movies, uh, mm-hmm. other studios like Legendary that's involved no, with obviously not. with uh, yeah. Godzilla and Kong. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits coming. <laughs> oh, it's an industry-wide issue. It's not just an issue, you know, in this in in the Adult Swim HBO Warner Media world. It's a whole it's a whole greater issue in the whole media entertainment industry. Probably. Well, well, I know little effect because of coronavirus, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's acceptable. And and it certainly would be it would make a huge difference to all of us as people who consume media to have access to these communication uh, 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 venues, you know, to to, well, at least if they're if they need to do within their own industry, though, first before they are able to communicate with fans. But it's it's important and it's 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 just frustrating. It's frustrating to have this be just a few days after us about the other the other. Uh, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Marathon. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So. Yes. So so what the the problem? So yeah, there's communication issues. Obviously, not just with, you know, Warner Media, but there again, Warner Media is, is now like out there in the public, and everybody's seeing that it's not one, two, but you know, even Zack Snyder, who you know revealed the other day that you know the the new the uh, the uh, the new version of Justice League, which is probably going to be rated R, you know, he even mentioned that, you know, he thinks that Warner that Warner Brothers basically was you know, so scared of the whole COVID situation that they act acted irrationally and did this. So, you know, it wasn't just, you know, these movies coming on and them not communicating that to anybody, but also the fact that, you know, they're trying to rush all this stuff, not thinking correctly, you know, about what they want to do to promote even just Wonder Woman, uh, the second Wonder Woman on HBO Max um, and doing this at the last minute on Adult Swim, and I'm sure, like, they did it, you know, last minute on other networks, too. I mean, I, I haven't heard of anything, but I'm sure that it's happened, um, just judging by what, what had just happened with Toonami. But, um, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where I'm just like, Warner Media is trying to, it, it doesn't, it just, just annoys me because it's like, Warner Media is just caring about HBO Max and they're not caring about anything else. Or at least that's the impression that they're giving off to people. And, mm-hmm. you know, Toonami is, I mean, you can clearly see that they value Toonami because they wouldn't just go and be like, oh, we're going to promote Wonder Woman 2 on Toonami if they didn't value Toonami. So I'm not worried about anything that's involving that. I'm more, I'm more worried about the fact that 
they're trying to shove this way down people's throats, HBO Max, and it's just going to backfire in the end. I mean, another point that I made on Twitter the other day was, or just last night, was the fact that it's funny that, and we were talking about this before Sketch, um, they don't have the whole Warner Brothers library on HBO Max. and Not even close. No, and, and so like, for example, The Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, the movie The Dark Knight, is on Peacock. Why the hell <laughs> is your movie on Peacock? I, I mean, I get it. Somebody probably gave you money to license it, and that's fine. But, like, you see the other Batman movies, but you don't see anything from Nolan's trilogy. You don't see the Batman Begins. You don't see the Dark Knight. You don't see Dark Knight Returns. And you're just sitting there going, okay. I get that you're going to put these new movies on HBO Max, you know, the same time that it's going to go into theaters if everybody, anybody decides to play them, mind you. Um, but here's the problem with that. If you don't have other content on there, people are just going to come watch the movie and then get rid of your service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but go ahead. It, it, I, I mean, that's fine. But at the same time, like, I'm I'm indifferent to the success of that streaming service, to be honest. So for, for the for the purpose of this conversation, my sole objective is just is is how this impacts the block short and long term. And I say it's it's a mixed bag. It's good and yes. it's good and yes. it's bad. Um, I think the, the the most frustrating part of this is just the suddenness of it and maybe in being a little too picky. Um, it's possible, you know, stuff, stuff changes airing all the time, but if you have to think like, if you're used to going every week to watch a show and then without real warning, you know, it, it changes and, um, it, it can be, it's annoying, you know, we're all, we all have habits and uh, this is one of our habits. So I, I worry long-term the impact will be that if they want to do this again, that they can do this and to any extent they want. I, I, I just, I don't really appreciate the whole way, like if if it, if it if it did go down, let's say it went down, you know, oh, we want you to promote this here, put this on the block, and then Adult Swim said, oh, okay, then we'll we'll just you know change our own plans. And then that means like anytime they want to do that, they'll do that, um, you know. And and if it's in the middle of like a really intense arc of something, we're watching like Fire Force, you know, and all of a sudden we get a a a, a DC comic movie, we're like, wait a minute. This movie's great, but I want to know what happens. I was waiting for this other show. So I, like I said, that's one of those times where having that communication is really essential. So you can just reassure fans, hey, you're going to get your regularly scheduled programs. Don't worry. This is just a fun little thing to watch, you know, for this one week or whatever. Forgive my uh, uh, dis- dis- dismissive tone, but you know what I'm saying? Um. I, I would say, and Sketch will probably agree with me on this, this isn't going to be the last time they do, they do something like this. No, but... All right, consider me maybe not uh, cautious enough in saying this, but I don't think this is going to be that common. So far, we we had the uh, the DC fandom event where they played some Batman movies, which was eh, pretty close to uh, Labor Day, but not actually on Labor Day. And mm-hmm. now we've had the, the Primal Marathon on Thanksgiving. They usually have a marathon on Thanksgiving, though they seemingly were not going to before. 
And, oh, well, no, actually, I think another marathon might have taken that place. But, uh, and then this December 19th lineup, originally they were just going to run mostly the regular lineup with the exception of Shippuden not airing so that Game of Seto could have an hour finale. Yeah. But it's still a week that they have previously taken off to do a marathon or some kind of special programming. They did that way back in, I think, 2015. They they took December 19th off the regular lineup, which, frankly, they didn't need to do. But at least for a, a rerun marathon, which it was, I believe it was DBZ Kai. So I think in all likelihood, we'll probably see some other HBO Max chilling come Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. But between now and then, I don't think so. I, I'm looking looking at the movies that are coming out, uh, it, supposedly coming out in those um, coming months. I mean... They might do something to promote Godzilla vs. Kong, but that's not till late May. So that, by the way, is a movie I definitely want to see in theaters. So coronavirus, please go away. Yeah. <laughs> Vaccine, get here soon. <laughs> I mean... And, and for the record, I am really excited about Wonder Woman Bloodlines airing on Toonami. I, I am a big fan of Wonder Woman in general, and I think it's it, it fits in really well. I thought Batman was great when they aired the Batman movies. I really enjoyed those. So none of my uh, uh, my point of view on this at all is indicative of my wanting to watch this film or you know my being excited about this film. Just to make it clear. No, I would I would agree too. But it, it's for me. I just. You know, I have to disagree with you, Sketch, because I think this is going to happen a little bit more often than you think it's going to happen. Because think so, huh? Uh, yeah, this is my line of thinking: that Wonder Woman is going to be their biggest push, without a doubt. This this is the first big blockbuster movie that they're trying to get people to see on HBO Max, and frankly, out of most of the movies that they have coming out in 2021, Wonder Woman. Uh, is a bigger deal than pretty much all of them. So okay. this mm-hmm. is this is their Hail Mary, probably. Mm-hmm. They oh, yeah. are trying everything they can to get people to subscribe to HBO Max before December 25th. You can see Wonder Woman. And after that, I think they're going to slow their roll a bit at least they'll still try to get people to subscribe if people aren't immediately subscribing. But I I don't think that they're going to be constantly barrading their TV networks with uh, major pushes for HBO max. They might, I wouldn't rule out the possibility, but I, I just don't think we need to worry about it too much. No, 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 if, no. I, if I they do, if they do, it's fine. Just plug Toonami as well. That's that's my issue. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't saying like it was gonna be like this big thing or anything, but I do think that Warner Media is starting to show, and like I put on my Twitter the other day, um, that welcome back to the the Cartoon Network Toonami because. Guess what? This isn't going to be the last time that they do this. You know, this is Toonami 
was forced to play certain things. And I don't, so far, I don't think HBO Max is going to be like, okay, I'm forcing you to play this movie or this show. Uh, So far, that hasn't happened. But what I'm saying is, is like, it's not them forcing a show or movie on Toonami slash Adult Swim. It's more or less they're forcing advertise like something tied into an HBO Max advertisement onto yeah. onto it. And that's where I'm coming from with this, just to kind of put a cap on this, so to speak, because, you yeah. know, I don't think I, I think that, you know, HBO Max, unlike Disney and Netflix and whoever else out there they're going about this the wrong way. And this is, you know, okay, fine. I don't mind if you're going to advertise HBO max, it's helping Toonami. It's, it's, it's giving us things. It's giving us diverse shows on there. It's giving us American action movies. I mean, this is, this is the Toonami that we want, but at the end of the day, you know, are we going to end up, you know, what is going to end up from this? Are we going to end up getting something even better like Young Justice? Or are we going to just keep playing movies to do this? The Demon Slayer movie would be nice. I'm just saying, if you're listening, Jason, <laughs> please give us the Demon Slayer movie. That, that wasn't released through Warner Brothers, was it? You no. Know, but I don't no, care. I just want to see the movie. Okay. Well, you you know how like with the Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super movies, I'm sorry. Um, how like Fox was involved in that. So that's why, that's why I have to ask that question. Cause it's like, I, I could see some studio being like, Oh, Demon Slayer, how you doing? Let's let, let, let us help you distribute that. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. some of them are kicking themselves right now in Japan, but that's, that's <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, basically all, all the big companies had no idea that Demon Slayer was going to be I, such a huge hit. I'm going to tell you something sketch and then we'll move on to a, a different thing. But it's, it's very funny because I've told people at my company, like you guys got to start thinking about playing some of these anime movies, like wide instead of just limiting to, okay, this, this theater in this town or city has it. Like mm-hmm. it, it needs to be in every single theater. Like a, a My Hero Academia movie needs to be in every single theater. A Dragon Ball Z Super whatever movie needs to be in theaters. And now in in every theater. And now Dragon, now you've got Demon Slayer like knocking out of knocking it out of the park in Japan. That should be in every single theater, English dubbed, and you know you could play it subbed at certain times as well, in every single theater, and it would do well. Now, do it after oh, COVID's over, but whatever. Yeah, we don't have theaters all back yet, so not not quite the good timing for this particular conversation, but I certainly see where you're going. And, but, and Paul, wouldn't you more rather have content. the Demon Slayer movie premiere on Tsunami? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. I would I would definitely want that. Will it ever happen? No, because it's too expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, Movies are a pretty uncommon thing for Toonami due to cost and the usefulness of having the contract for them. But uh, Sony did an interesting thing today, actually. They uh, divested in their Crackle service, uh, selling out their portion to Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. And they took stock options, apparently. But that means that... Only Funimation Crunchyroll will be their only uh, streaming avenues. And 
that probably means that they are positioning themselves to provide content to other services like Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, and potentially a little television block that we all know and love. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say too much about Crackle other than it's Boy, sucked. Crackle exists. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Like they, it was they got they got uh, they they got uh, <laughs> spectacular Spider-Man on there. Very good show, worth watching, even well, through the ads. It, it, and, yeah, that's uh, the thing. That's the ads. There was yeah, there was um, <laughs> there was some interesting originals on there. Like they had comedians and cars and coffee before it moved to Netflix. <laughs> but uh, there was that. Uh wow that stop motion animated series from the robot chicken people that also uh eventually aired on Adult Swim after it had played out on Crackle. So Sony and Adult Swim certainly do business. I wouldn't worry about that. Oh no. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can understand the concern that Tsunami's gonna be advertising HBO Max more in the future. It probably will, but I I don't think it's gonna become overbearing. I'm sure more, m much more weeks out of the year will just be business as usual. Like probably ninety percent of the weeks out of the year will just be business as usual. And I know it sucks when you're looking forward to your regular shows airing and they were going to air the regular lineup for the most part on that week, but it they usually take two weeks off in December. It's not a big deal. Yeah. A little bit of a letdown, but yeah. Speaking of taking two weeks off, uh, December 26th. That's going to be a Cowboy Bebop marathon. That's a great pick for the day after Christmas if you think about it Cowboy Bebop is such a watchable show across you know, it, it it's the one that's cited as a great introductory show but it's also a really relaxing show to watch in a sense so after all of the fuss of Christmas you can sit by yourself and watch this marathon or you can introduce a few new family members to it it's it's really dynamic that way and uh, it's just, it's one of the series that you can watch over and over again um, and still agree. enjoy and still enjoy. So I think that it's a great choice, you know, for, um, for the marathon. And, and I'm not surprised that it won the takeover bracket. Uh, it's, it's just, it's amazing how its popularity has endured through the years and how influential it's been to the industry and that we still today in moments where we least expect it, see it shine through like that. So I'm I'm pleased to pleased to have it back. It should be it should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yes, and this is a, a very unique marathon in the history of Toonami marathons because this is the first one that is fan programs. Now they had to stick to the same show, and it had to be the show that won the bracket, but of uh, a. a regular watcher of Toonami and Adult Swim and a contributor to uh, the Swimpedia group. They're at Swimpedia on Twitter 
And they have a website, but it's not exactly up. Uh, they have a Discord, too. But uh, they they do cool things like catalog every single schedule in Adult Swim history. Bet you didn't know one of those existed. <laughs> it's very useful when you're looking back on uh, what the uh, programming used to be. So on that schedule, uh, these are the episodes that are supposedly going to air. Uh, Ballad of Fallen Angels, Ganymede Elegy, Toys in the Attic, My Funny Valentine, Black Dog Serenade, Speak Like a Child, and Hard Luck Woman. Somebody is a Fae fan. <laughs> yeah. I would say. I... All right, I am scratching my head at the lack of Real Folk Blues Parts 1 and 2, but, you know, it's fine that those aren't there. <laughs> They're kind of heavy. <laughs> so... I'm disappointed they don't have Heavy Metal Queen. I'm disappointed there's no Mushroom Samba. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that episode. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that's... I think that's great. I think, honestly, if they're going to have a marathon on Toonami, they should do this kind of thing where they have a fan pick out the episodes if they're if the option is to play whatever episodes. That's more interesting to me than, say, the most recent seven episodes of something that's been airing. Though they can be useful for catching people up. Not necessary most of the time with modern DVR and such, but still could be useful. But yeah, this it's, is this it's is a good, good model to... for. Sorry. Yeah this this is a this variety pack of uh, Cowboy Bebop episodes is a really good way to do a marathon to just enjoy the show, relax, watch some Bebop. I'd like to see them do this fan pick uh, at uh, this this model as a uh, uh, annual thing. That's that's just super cool and a great way to get people involved. I mean, obviously, make sh- put it into put into effect ways to make sure it's not the same show each year. But um, it could be fun to see some old other old classics get picked by fans in years to come. You know, around Christmas, New Year's time. I wouldn't mind. Hmm. Yeah, that would be neat. So uh, I don't think I mentioned his handle before, but it's cool. Kevin fifty four contributor of Swimpedia, and uh, yeah, he he got the closest to guessing what the eventual bracket would be in the tsunami takeover bracket that was hosted by Max that we were on, me and Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just before they ripped down the streams. Uh, rip the streams. <laughs> Yep. In more ways than one. Yeah, that's going to be a Cowboy Bebop marathon. What about January 2nd? Now, I would say I don't think there's going to be a marathon on January 2nd. I know they usually do two marathons at the end of the year or, yeah, at the end of the year. But they have never done a marathon in January, if you look back. It's never been in January. So even though it's January 2nd, which is certainly close to New Year's Day, I don't think they'll do a marathon. Maybe not the best day to premiere a show, but 
I don't think they're going to do a marathon. I think they'll play the regular lineup for the most part. Uh, maybe uh, with Gamu Seto, maybe without. <laughs> that That's another thing to discuss. So they moved the Death Beats finale, the hour-long finale, from Toonami this upcoming Saturday to Sunday at 1 a.m. So on the bright side, it gets to air earlier. It's actually always aired earlier on Sunday than it has on Toonami for reasons. But it's nice that it gets to do its hour at 1 a.m. instead of 2. And Max has looked into whether or not it will potentially still air on Toonami. But it's certainly not going to happen in the next two weeks. So it could happen in January. They might do the hour. They might split it up we don't know but that could potentially delay gridman if it was what was supposed to replace game Useto, and that was potentially why they wanted to do an hour finale so that they could finish it off before the uh new year began so we don't know they'll probably release the first january schedule <laughs> maybe next week with our luck right after we record this yeah (laughs) for for all i know we're gonna get another oh here's some more dc movies and i'm just gonna be like okay all right i feel like they're gonna sit on the 29th and then that's when we'll know yeah (laughs) like three days before four days before if we if we get more dc movies on january 2nd i'll be like okay you might have a point Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you might have a point. Man, we really could have used Young Justice this year. <laughs> this past year when they were scrambling for reruns to fill time. Where was Young Justice? I mean, they're uh, I mean, I don't really want to go too far into this, but how if you're not caring about money and you're just going to give networks whatever they want to play or, you know, just slide them something like how how can't you put young justice on there it just makes sense it just mm-hmm. blows my mind that it isn't on there right now you could start it at episode one and have it for a long period of time where you don't even have to replace it yep so it's like it makes sense and you and it- can advertise hbo max on it like uh, i don't get it Okay, either. Another observation that I had about this uh, sudden interest in Toonami from HBO Max, as opposed to earlier this year when they were launching HBO Max, it kind of seems like early on they weren't really using any of the uh, Warner Media channels to promote HBO Max so much, and they were just kind of seeing how it did on its own. Right. And then didn't quite meet their expectations so now the shilling begins <laughs> i am curious of if that will also um have an effect on genlock season two if they will do something similar advertising it here to go on hbo max in the first 90 days and or advertise it and then show it later on Toonami and say you can still mm. watch. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm doubtful, 
but I, I am curious about whether or not that will somehow impact just because the people, the fans of Toonami did watch season one. So that's a whole group of, of fans to tap into to get them to watch season two. So I would I would at least expect some kind of advertising of season two when it comes around. Oh, well, sure. play a marathon of season one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so part of the problem is, there's a couple problems here. Number one... If you have AT&T or you even have, let's say if you have AT&T mobile service, uh, AT&T television, um, their TV service, um, you can get HBO Max for free. People don't know that. If you have HBO, which is number two, um, HBO Go, you get HBO Max for free. And then the third problem is, is they've let this go all this time and they've only amassed 8 million uh, active subscribers. So you can understand why they pulled the trigger all of a sudden and went, okay, all the 2021 movies are on HBO Max. Uh, all these, these, uh, all of our channels, we're going to advertise, we're going to advertise it as much as we want on there. Like that's why they've pulled this trigger because they're doing nothing close to Disney plus and Netflix, not even, I mean, they're not even doubling or tripling coming close to that. You know, if they tripled what they had right now, they still wouldn't come close. So it's it's they're they're really in panic mode because if they don't do something fast, they're going to the service is just not going to work. So. And to be honest with you, the way that they communicated, like we talked about, uh, you know, just a few minutes ago, like. You know, this is this is what you get, so. And by the way, the communication part, that's kind of what I was getting at with, you know, communicating to people, hey, if you have this, you get HBO Max for free. You know what I mean? Like they're not even communicating that properly either. No. So it's 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 I mean, there's more information that I know and I've told Sketch about and that, that would blow people's minds. But let's let's just say that the reason they're putting movies on on HBO Max is not because of COVID. <laughs> So no, yeah. they yeah. they are hedging their bets entirely on getting people while they have a captive audience. Yeah, and they don't realize like every other streaming service is going to realize very soon is once once this pandemic is done by like early summer, hopefully people are going to start dropping services. I mean, obviously the ones they like they'll keep, but the rest of them are going to get dropped. And if HBO Max doesn't up its game, that's going to be one of those services that gets dropped. You know, people will come in, get a free trial, watch a movie and then leave and not even pay a cent. Oh, right now there are no free trials. Mm. Now, <laughs> and, see, I, I wonder, and you know why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder, see, that's the thing. Like, I wonder if, if, you know, once these movies start coming out and by the way, that's the other thing too is they keep these movies on these new movies on uh, HBO Max for thirty days and then get rid of it. Why? Huh. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I could see the reasoning for that being that they will probably end up seeing it direct digital after that point. Possibly, but again, you know, it comes back to the whole point of, you know, Disney has their whole vault on Disney Plus. 
why can't Warner Brothers, why, why can't Warner Brothers with the huge library that they have do the exact same thing? It just does not make sense. Well, let's not give Disney too much credit. They have several gaping holes in their library, but Warner Brothers is far, far worse. And they're still yeah. giving out their stuff to other streaming services. Like yeah. they recently put Thundercats on on Hulu. Yeah. Why? Uh, why would yeah. you open that can of worms sketch? Why? Yeah, well, um, I don't think we need to talk too much about these movies because they have, <laughs> no. in fact, aired on Toonami yet, and we'll probably do a podcast when we talk thoroughly about our thoughts on them after they've aired, so... Yeah. Uh, the, the lowdown is uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines from 2019 is about Wonder Woman, who's been an aspiring superheroine for about five years. She goes up against a criminal organization known as Villainy Inc., consisting of villains from her past who plot to destroy the island of Themyscira and take over the Amazon's technology. The film features the voice talents of Rosario Dawson as Diana Prince, a.k.a. Wonder Woman. She has played Wonder Woman in uh, many of the recent DC films. Basically, that whole... Um, continuity of them that started with justice league war uh jeffrey donovan is steve trevor kimberly brooks as cheetah and giganta michael dorn as ferdinand the minotaur yeah worse than this some star trek and love me some michael dorn Wait, side note, side note. Remember back in the day when, like, Disney, like, with Gargoyles would just take the whole Star Trek cast and be like, oh, oh by the way, God, you're going Oh, my God, I loved that. Oh I loved God. that. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, the producers of Gargoyles did love them some Star Trek. Oh, yes, they did. They made great voice actors, too. I was actually pretty impressed. Oh, absolutely. They characterize those those characters so well, and 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 that was one of those shows that like now I want to watch it again. Shit, we're bringing it up, and I'm like, oh, I need to see Gargoyles again. That was a good show. Well, you can watch it on I Disney Plus. Admitting, I hate admitting anything that gives Disney credit, but it was a good show. I, yeah. I I'm a big Disney fan these days, but we don't need to get into that right now. So. And uh, the uh, other actor I wanted to point out is Chris Summer will be Hippolyta and Medusa. Double build, but she certainly got the talent to do it. One other thing I have to say real quick uh, with Rosario Dawson. First of all, she's probably owned by Disney now, speaking of Disney. Because huh. uh, she's Ahsoka in the live action. Well, it was only supposed to be for um, uh, The Mandalorian, but now Ahsoka got its own TV series, so um, there's that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, if, if I didn't say this, Chris would kill me, but you know, he did interview her oh. like two years ago at New York comic-con and she touched his, his, uh, mustache at the time. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, Rosario Dawson is no stranger to geek stuff. She's, yes. she's been in a lot of movies mm-hmm. And films, and uh, animated films, and comics, and why did I say comics? Not comics, but things based on comics. But uh, yeah, she's she's fantastic, and uh, I haven't seen those episodes of The Mandalorian yet, but I'm sure she's a great Ahsoka. 
she she's very has good. such an incredible vocal range too. Um, you can tell she's had a lot of training. So uh, I'm I'm just so excited to see her again as Wonder Woman. And um, I, I I love Wonder Woman films, um, the the live action and the animated one. And it's just great to see after so long, you know, her back on the block. You know, listen to our other podcasts. We talk about strong female characters. So I'm not going to hit the nail on the head over something we already talked about. But of course, Wonder Woman's a great one. And in this story as uh it, it covers like enough of her character arc so it's not just you know it's not just like one episodic element it's like sort of an overarching uh storyline of wonder woman so you get some mythology in there which is really which is always fun uh yeah yeah i'm i i have i never saw justice league so i can't say too much about that but good thing it's airing on Toonami so I can watch it then but I absolutely encourage any of you whether you've seen it or not I know it's not your typical week and regardless of how you feel about the change in the schedule watch this movie guys it's totally worth it I think you'll enjoy it and at the very least these there's a lot of talented voice acting on it and and we love supporting talented voice actors on this show mm, absolutely and Justice League The New Frontier is based on the late Darwin Cook's limited comic series that ran from 2003 to 2004. Darwin Cook worked on a lot of DC animated stuff, uh, notably Batman Beyond. Like, his his last thing was probably that Batman Beyond Batman crossover short that they did for DC Nation, which was really cool, where Terry and Bruce fought a bunch of robots that were designed to... Uh, well, they were the one robot was designed to look like um, original Batman animated series, but then they like pan out and you see all these other versions of Batman from all the different cartoons and shows. Movies is great, but yeah, he's uh, he was a wonderful talent, and it's sad that we no longer have him with us. But it's uh, it's a good movie based on that limited comic run that he did, in which the heroes of Earth unite to take on the evil entities called the center and the the center did i write it down i could have sworn i wrote it down uh i think i think i think keith david voices the center like the head of the center which is yeah yeah keith david (laughs) gotta love some keith david Mm -hmm. so that as i mentioned before uh aired on cartoon network back in 2008 so it's not a network premiere, but certainly a tsunami premiere. And the film features the voice talents of David Boronese as Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. That is Mr. Bones Angel. <laughs> uh, Kyle McLaughlin that. as Superman. Lucy Lawless as Wonder Woman. Of course. That's perfect. It's perfect. Neil Patrick Harris as Barry Allen, The Flash. Jeremy Sisto as Batman. Miguel Ferreira as the Martian Manhunter. Brooke Shields as Carol Ferris. Phil Morris as King Faraday. Kira Segwick as Lewis Lane. And Vicky Lewis as Iris West. And the aforementioned Keith David as the center. Okay. I remember enjoying this movie when I saw it back in 2008. I don't think I've seen it since. It's a cool kind of... uh, pseudo origin for the justice league i want to say i think it also contains a story where 
Um, Wonder Woman kind of decides to leave Themyscira to to fight with the humans, which is a common story trope in Wonder Woman, but you know you gotta have it. The old, oh mother, I must protect the mortals. They are weak. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And- and here's a fun fact. They use archival footage of John F. Kennedy's voice in the film. So uh, you're not going for all the incredible voice talent, which you should. And uh, shame on you if you don't come just for Lucy Wallace at the very least. Uh, come to hear that it's some John F. Kennedy in uh, in an animated film. I mean, that's pretty neat. That is pretty neat. Yeah. And yeah, it's, uh, it's set in the 50s. Right around the Korean War. So that isn't necessarily the original setting for the uh, teaming up the Justice League, but it's it's a cool take on it set in that time period. So it's really good. I hope people stay up to watch that one too, or at least DVR and check it out later. But yeah, these uh, I haven't seen Wonder Woman Bloodlines, so I'm looking forward to seeing it on Toonami. I could have watched it on DC Universe anytime this past year, but I just didn't get around to it. <laughs> Not for lack of interest, just... I don't know, I find it difficult to just throw on a movie. I'm more likely to throw on a show. Or let's be honest, some stupid YouTube video. <laughs> I, You know, it's really funny you say that. I am the same way. I won't go looking for a film... But if it's showing on television already, I'll watch it. But I won't go out and, and like stream it on Netflix as, as often as I used to. So it's kind of funny you say that. Movies are just too much of a commitment. Plus, if it's a yeah. movie and you have commercial breaks, as annoying as those are, I mean, they give you a chance to get up, stretch, go to the bathroom, get a snack, <laughs> that sort of thing. So even though it's arguably less enjoyable to watch movies on television with commercials it has its perks yeah because <laughs> when you're watching a movie on netflix you're like why would i pause this movie to go do something and then come back <laughs> it's just it's awkward right <laughs> it's awkward to just pick a spot to stop i mean you'll do it if you have to but i i, I always find the the process of coming back to a movie after pausing it for a while to be more cumbersome than it really should be <laughs> but it it's just it's just weird but you know you gotta do what you gotta do but hopefully folks enjoy these movies and i, I, I i'm looking forward to potentially more dc movies on toonami just don't go crazy with it <laughs> i mean there's plenty of them there Honestly, with Adult Swim looking at potentially other ways of filling time on maybe particularly Saturday night, how great would it be if they like ran all these DC movies in primetime before Toonami? I don't know how well that would yeah. do, but I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't cut into Toonami's time, so win-win. Yeah. Gotta do something without Family Guy. <laughs> and we have a lovely uh, editorial about that on TunamiFaithful.com now from a guest writer. So check it out. 
I think they've raised some good points and some uh, potential ideas. And no, they're not just, hey, they should play more Toonami. Because, <laughs> honestly, maybe that's not a good idea. <laughs> but, I, we'll leave it at that. So, while we may be at least somewhat weary of potential additional HBO Max shilling... For now, we get to enjoy a couple of good movies, and it's not too disruptive to Toonami. So, I say enjoy it. But could this delay Gridman? Maybe. We didn't have a projected date for when Gridman was going to start in January. But we'll find out eventually. And it's fine. I mean, it's, it's only 12 episodes. It'll air when it airs. Don't be in such a rush. Enjoy what you have. There's plenty of watchable things on Toonami right now, at least in my opinion. In mine, too. And, oh, man. We gotta talk about some of the crazy stuff that's happened on Sword Art lately, but we're not gonna do that this time. <laughs> this time, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, there is a Game of Seto recap Right now. Probably with Caboose. Welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have Caboose. Hello. Yes, and uh, it's just the two of us talking about these two episodes of Game of Seto. Kind of the penultimate before the one-hour finale. So these are episodes 9 and 10. F-D-I-M and F-Sharp Min 7. Actually, that's F-Dim, I believe, as in <laughs> diminuendo. <laughs> diminuendo or innuendo? Uh. So the religions begin colliding and merging in Ground Zero that used to be the ruins of Suicide Town. And uh, now our group of friends surrounding Makasu gets to meet the perfect human who comes to save them from uh, a creature that's a combination of multiple religions. And it just shows up, gets rid of that, and shows off for a bit and they try to impress him and then in the following episode they all are locked in illusory nightmares from uh the perfect humans storchestra orchestra and uh during their torment he uh taunts them in various ways but how do you taunt a man who already hates himself half the time? Y you don't. You don't succeed. <laughs> All the other characters, he's, you know, picking them apart, telling Dr. Legs that she hasn't accomplished anything, that Makasu hasn't really changed for the better, telling Josie that it's really messed up that he's friends with Makasu now, telling TD that no one's going to take her seriously. And then he's like, look at how all of your friends are suffering, Makasu. And he's just like, meh, whatever. 
as we find out that Makasu is not in this moment feeling uh what 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 was the word <laughs> insecure yes mm. he asks him why don't you feel insecure if you acknowledge that all these things are happening and it's like well that's my secret i'm always insecure and then of course makes the uh, incredible hulk reference <laughs> but I, I i mean yeah it's it's like the incredible hulk only instead my my dad left but uh, there, there's some version of the Incredible Hulk that involves an abusive dad. So, not, not that different, really. Not so much. So what do you think of the perfect human? You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> Polygonal man with no pubis. Got some broccoli around his neck. Oddly sharp broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Broccoli's not usually that sharp. Josie is very intelligent for someone of Italian descent. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> That's Makasu for you. I appreciate that this really delves into the lore of Makasu's sportsman ability. <laughs> In that he is the clone of the clone of the son of the perfect human, or some something of to that effect. The perfect human being some creation made in a British lab before the Civil War, and ends up <laughs> marrying the woman who took care of him, and then they have a child, and then. In America, they continue the experiments, the super sportsmen. It's, it's all Captain America. <laughs> really, it's... Come on. You know when Max was talking about uh, something that was really integral to the lore getting mentioned in the first season? I think this was what he was uh, leading into. Mm-hmm. Probably. We'd have to ask him ourselves, I suppose. But as all too common in these types of stories, the uh, the strange entity is really just there to test them, so to grant them passage to the next part of their journey. Where the bad guys are very close, but they're doing their own thing. That, I don't know, that seems... It was fine. It was just kind of there. Yeah, I like uh, I like these episodes. I think they had some really solid jokes and interesting lore. And some of these episodes kind of feel not quite like Gameuseto. But this one, this this definitely felt like Game Useto. A different Game Useto, but still very much Game Useto. I think it's, uh, it's, it's found its groove, so to speak. Any other thoughts, Caboose? It's great. 
Now, you can't just say that. <laughs> I can, and I will, because it's great. Lame? And if you, you can't say just say lame. You're probably wrong. <laughs> Caboose about to go off on the trolls. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, as you heard in dude, the dude, uh, fuck. the uh, the main segment of this podcast, uh, the Gimuseto Deathbeats finale was supposed to air on December nineteenth during Toonami. but because of the Wonder Woman movie and the Justice League New Frontier to promote Wonder Woman on HBO Max. That will be moved to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday! I wasn't originally going to do the Sunday thing, but I just kind of leaned into it. It don't matter. Awkward as it might have been. (laughs) Sunday! So we will definitely talk about that. And uh, we're hoping to have Max. We'll we'll see if we can coordinate the schedules for, for doing that. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure he will make the conversation much more spicy. I'm sorry I'm not great, all right? Jeez. <laughs> You're fine. Just the one that... I'm the go-to for Max, and you know, I just say, hey, I like show. <laughs> it's good. He's a very nice. He's very good. Just... Learned some interesting things about Josie's mother, other than, you know, she has diabetes. Have, have, other than having diabetes, <laughs> used to used to be real good with cars, and could build a boat out of your eyelids. Fun stuff. Sure. Fun, fun, fun stuff. <laughs> a boat for Titty. <laughs> yeah. Would uh. Would would giving uh. Titty a boat be tit for tat. <laughs> Gosh, was a Cracker Barrel joke she made? <laughs> uh, Wet old men. They were stuck in those Matrix tubes. Uh, ah, there's the twist. Storchestra orchestra. I like it. It kind of leans into the dramatic music that plays. <laughs> That's right. That that was the line. You sound like your nose is full of bees. Is <laughs> <laughs> a voice tribute, Josie. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, my nose is full of bees. Makasu, you're not sucking me anymore. <laughs> yeah. This... I just love the back and forth between all the characters. They're just. They are fun. They're very fun. They are, they are well written. <laughs> you would like my ma. I would like his ma. Titi's ready to meet mom. <laughs> Why'd you stop singing? It was nice. And Keith, well, Keith just wanna smoking menthol cigarettes. Smoking menthol cigarettes. 
That's all he wants. Good old Paul Painter. I mean, he says that multiple times in this episode, but it wasn't like a thing before now. Is that a, a reference to to uh, some pre-existing material that you know of? Uh, not that I know of, but I don't know. There's there's some blood feast uh, references in here. Hmm. That I do recall. Ah, uh, which uh, which ones? Uh, towards the end of the episode, Doctor Legs sings. This is the best song. Response to Makusu's song. Hmm. This is the best song, particularly. And the cadence sung was a song from Blood Beast. Ah. Good old returning videotapes. <laughs> well, in the next episode preview, we got asked a, a very interesting question. And that being, you know, we know that the, uh, the afterlifes are converging and it's all crazy there. But what about in the mortal world? Can becoming a nya nya kitty maid save your marriage? I don't know about you, but I'm real glad that we're exploring this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However short it might be, I, I I do look forward to seeing how that goes. A little more Bendy Rivers and his troubled marriage. An actual preview, unlike last time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We should try to get Benjamin Rivera on. Oh, yeah, we could totally do that. Probably. He likes us. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> See if we can do that. It's, yeah, like it's it's so weird because like I've known him for like such a long time. I've interacted but, with like, him on yeah. on the Adult Swim website, but and I suppose Twitter also. Yeah, and it wasn't until like Fish Center until I started to actually, you know, get into touch, get into touch, hmm. coerce stuff. T- tell me about those those streams that that Ty does. Oh, the Humphreys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Keenan Humphrey, uh, he does uh, Twitch streams. Hmm. Monday, he does them on Monday and Saturday, and sometimes scattered around the week. Hmm. It's random stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. Usually Max is there, same with uh, other Adult Swim alumni. Cool. The streams may be gone, but Humphreys definitely, I feel, carries carries it on, uh, in a sense. Yeah. T- tonight, Max is, uh, you know, putting up a new lore video about Gino from uh, Super Mario RPG. Really? Yeah, he is. That is of my interest. Mm-hmm. 
Gino robbed of his spot in Super Smash Brothers <laughs> by Sephiroth. Gino is short for genocide. That sounds like the Great Kong War. <laughs> if you're familiar with that video. <laughs> Who is Donkey Kong's father? Donkey Kong. What became of him? But yeah, um, if you ever want to check out Thai streams, they're usually always on uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time around there, Mondays and Saturdays. Well, the heart of the streams lives on. <laughs> Whereas I had to update the Adult Swim app on my phone and <laughs> yeah, in the like documentation of what's uh, been yep. changed, it says upgrade to downgrade, <laughs> remove yep. streams and chat. Man, remove yeah. chat even. So they still have the marathon streams. Mm. So if you ever want to throw on Samurai Jack or Rick and Morty or Metalocalypse or Venture Brothers, mean, you could do that. I, I, yeah, I assume it, that there's like, there's really no need for much upkeep. Probably not. Run a script, yeah, and just queue up the episodes in order. Uh huh. But the fish cam is still there, at least for the time being. So you could still look at the stars of Fish Center Live. Mm. Good old Flumpy. <laughs> well, I guess that'll do it for this week. Uh, we. <laughs> We, we greatly look forward to the hour finale, and we'll cover it on this podcast, uh, depending on whether or not it also reruns on Tsunami, we might hold off on releasing that, but we'll see. We're, we'll just get it in the can whenever we can. 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 You do fuck. You do fuck. We do fuck. We do. Well, until next time, here's the rest of the podcast. And we're back. So, Paul, play us out. Well, I don't have an instrument, so I can't play us out. <laughs> Anyways, you should get these jokes, Sketch. Um, so, let's start with our social media. You can hear the podcast exclusively on two spots on social media. That would be at Toonami podcast on Twitter. So please follow us there and you can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Toonami faithful podcast. This is obviously outside of our normal website and social media. So if you guys want to just hear the podcast and separate that out, that's how you can do it. Uh, we also have a website. It's podcast.toonamifaithful.com. There you can get every single episode of our podcast along with every single app that we are on and every interview that we've done as well. Uh, so if you haven't visited, please do. It's podcast.toonamifaithful.com. As for apps, you can find us on pretty much every single podcast app that's out there. 
Uh, simply just put in the search bar, Tsunami Faithful Podcast, and like I said, we should come up in any, every single app that's out there. If not, please do let us know. Uh, I'll get to the, how you can let us know about that in a minute. But um, the ones that we want you to listen to us on are Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, SoundCloud also has a SoundCloud app that you can get for free in any of your app stores, whether you have a Google device or, or an Apple device, you can get um, the SoundCloud app as well. If you don't want to listen to anything else, um, just again, search for Tsunami Faithful Podcast and that's how it'll come up. Uh, but all of our episodes are also on there. So you can listen to episode one all the way through to this episode that you're listening to right now, right on SoundCloud, along with all of our interviews as well. So that is another spot to listen to every single episode that we have. Uh, as far as contacting us, you can email us podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And like I said, if there's an app that you like to listen to podcasts on and we're not on it, please contact us there. Uh, also give us feedback. We, we would love to have feedback from you guys on what you'd like us to do in 2021. You know, are there segments you want us to do like music or something else? Uh, involving Stop Tsunami. asking them if they want a music segment. Of course they won't. <laughs> well, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm giving the example. So, you know, if if you want if you want something different from the podcast, please do email us again. It's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And uh, lastly, um, there's ways for you to contribute to us uh, if you'd like. Um, all any and all money that we get from any of you guys goes to funding the website and podcast. Nothing's made for profit. Nothing goes in Darrell's. Uh, beer fund. <laughs> so um, basically go to tsunamifaithful.com slash donate. You can donate it to us on PayPal directly, just a one-time payment, or I think there's a monthly way to do it. Um, Patreon.com slash tsunamifaithful. Um, that's where you can donate for a monthly fee to get our extra content. And uh, I can't really say too much, but there should be some really good extra content coming there soon. And uh, there's also just buying something on Right Stuff, clicking on the link on our uh, donate page for Right Stuff, buying a bunch of stuff, and we get a part of that profit, and that goes to uh, funding our website. And you don't even have to donate to us. You buy anime, and you donate at the same time, basically. So there you go. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So uh, Curl, where can they find you? Yeah. You can find me at Twitter at Happy Crow Kitty. Uh, normally, I'd be tweeting this Saturday for Toonami, especially for the films, but unfortunately, I will not be able to, so I'll uh, still be watching alongside you guys. Um, also, stay tuned. There is a Toonami Faithful Guide to Combating Your Holiday Blues coming out probably after this podcast, long about a week or two after this podcast is aired. So if you're getting a little stuck in the holiday... You know, have some great suggestions for what to watch to 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 keep you pepped and upbeat. And sometimes you can find me on Discord. Sometimes. Sometimes. And Sketch, where can they find you, sir? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And he's sometimes on the Discord as well. Sometimes. And this isn't related to me, but just today, uh, Pluto TV, which is owned by Viacom, by the way, uh, announced a bunch of additional channels. One is like Comedy Central's animated series, so that's really cool. Like episodes of Daria and Beavis and Butthead and 
Oh my god. Yeah. Crank wow. yankers. <laughs> wow. But this this is the big one for me. A 24/7 stream of One Piece. Oh Jesus Christ. Now it is like... in Japanese, so it's not dubbed. And also the 4x3 episodes of 1 through 206 are uh, stretched to 16 by 9. Well, not stretched, they're cropped. Cropped to 16 by 9, which is only slightly better than stretching, in my opinion. But that's also how it is on Netflix, so what you gonna do? But anyway, if you just want to watch One Piece and not pay a dime to do it, <laughs> there you go. Pluto.tv Watch One Piece. There's also a 24-7 channel that's just the 2003 and 2012 Ninja Turtles cartoons. So you know I'm watching that. <laughs> he watches it every single night. Eh, no, but I do throw it on on occasion. I wish the One Piece one was dubbed so I could just throw it on in the background, but it's Japanese, so that doesn't really work so well. <laughs> eh. But it's neat. They already had a Naruto channel and they had like a general anime channel where they had Hunter Hunter, Bleach, uh, actually a lot of things that have been on Toonami, Megalobox, and some things that hadn't been on Toonami, like Tiger and Bunny. You may notice that all of those things are from Viz. One Piece is not. I'm sure Toei is providing that. Probably. They don't have a Dragon Ball channel. Not yet. Don't, don't, don't give them ideas. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. They do have a Yu-Gi-Oh! channel, and that's all dubbed. Of course. Because it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's neat. I I keep hearing these ads. Like, they have David Hasselhoff doing their advertisement for Pluto TV right now. And they're all like, it's for 1990 free! 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 <laughs> Order now, and it's totally free! Order later, and it's totally free! <laughs> And there is a Baywatch channel on there, so it makes sense to use David Hasselhoff, I guess. But it's it's just pretty amusing to me. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't want to pay for any TV or streaming service, Pluto TV is pretty neat. It's a it's a good way to keep yourself entertained if you don't have a bunch of subscriptions, or if you just can't think of what to throw on. It could be your new like, instead of turning on some random cable channel and catching the upteenth airing of an NCIS episode, you, you could watch One Piece, or Naruto, or Baywatch. <laughs> it's really weird when I say it that way, isn't it? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> well, I think they got a Doctor Who channel. That's, that's cool. And, like, a channel that's nothing but James Bond movies. Somebody stop Sketch before he just crashes. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. can they find you? Oh, are we actually doing that now? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Sketch. I, I'm, I'm, done sh I'm done shilling something that isn't HBO Max. Hey, shilling because you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, see? Yeah, okay. Well, I certainly do. Anyways, so you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. No, wait, find... that would be shilling. Oh, God. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. You can find me on the Discord. Like, these two only go on so often. 
on the Toonami Faithful Discord. You can just add Paul Pascrillo. And uh, you can email me, paulpascrillo at toonamifaithful.com. So, yeah, that's it. Sorry, I'm not going to gush about things. I mean, I could bitch about HBO Max more if you'd like. <laughs> no, they could just listen to Two Strangers One Podcast for that. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can listen to me on that podcast as well. So make sure you search for that. It's pretty much everywhere. So, mm. um, But, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for this week's uh, episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for continuing to listen all these years. And uh, if you're a new listener, please do listen to all of our episodes because you're missing some really good content. But that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out.